Well, you might have thought that with the world in lockdown, things may have quietened down a bit in the travel industry. Not so much. It's actually been the complete opposite, with the last few days seeing some momentous news. The Travel Corporation has laid out plans for a domestic travel revival. Cruise lines are working hard on new health and safety protocols in the hope of a relaunch. And of course, we've had the huge news of the resignation of AFTA CEO Jason Westbury. I'm Bruce Piper. And I'm Anna Piper. And this is Travel Daily News on the Fly. Well, I think we have to start with what is probably the story of the decade. The shock departure on Wednesday of AFTA CEO Jason Westbury. Clearly, he said some things he shouldn't have, and that provoked a huge reaction. What's your take on it, Bruce? Like all tragedies, I think this is a situation in which there are really no winners. Jason is a larger-than-life character, and look, he's been a passionate advocate for the industry over many years. It's uh, almost 13 years since he took up the role. But unfortunately, it looks like that passion has got the better of him. For anyone listening who's been under a rock, uh, everything exploded this week on Tuesday evening when a nine-publishing story, I think it was in The Age in Melbourne, highlighted some comments that he'd made during a closed after webinar last week. Agents have been understandably completely frustrated at the negative media coverage in recent weeks, and particularly on Channel 9's A Current Affair, which has really run hard on some pretty negative anti-cruise and anti-travel agent stories. During the webinar, Jason made some comments about the show's host, Tracy Grimshaw, and look, he immediately recanted them. But as it seems to be increasingly common in these clickbait-driven days of media, the statements really made their way into a sensational story and it just gained momentum overnight. Uh, He issued a public apology, which was accepted by Grimshaw on Wednesday morning on Melbourne Radio 3AW, but the afterboard ultimately that same day later on decided it had just no option but to accept his resignation. And so where does this leave after now? It leaves after without a leader, and as far as I can see, without any succession plan. The board's appointed Courtney Duddleston, who's AFTA's Head of Strategy and Finance for just over a year, as acting GM, and AFTA's going to undertake a recruitment process. But at this early stage, given Jason's you know massive years of experience, contacts right across the industry, both here and overseas, it's hard to envisage how anyone can fill his shoes uh, look, I'm sure the after board will step in and, you know, the directors definitely have plenty of expertise. So hopefully they can, uh, you know, put out any urgent fires. But you've got to remember that this has all happened at the absolute worst possible time. The whole industry, both in Australia and across the globe, is facing its biggest ever crisis. Who's going to stick up for the industry in Canberra when JobKeeper funding runs out? Who's going to argue the travel agents' cases with airlines, GDS, with the ACCC? I really believe that unless the AFTA board's able to quickly put something in place, the momentum of the last decade runs the risk of being completely lost. I'm not completely in despair, but I'm pretty close today. Well, it's all pretty grim. Was there any good news at all this week? Not much. Look, it's probably hard to expect anything positive given the state the world is in. There was actually a bright spot earlier in the week when the Travel Corporation showed how it was on the front foot and at least being proactive in doing something about the situation. And what did they do? Well, like every other touring company, the Travel Corporation's got clients with thousands of dollars in future travel credits, uh, who in some cases are itching to spend them and get travelling again, just like, like us in the industry. So TTC's announced a major expansion of their domestic product, and also in due course, once the restrictions lift, I think they'll have more product in New Zealand as well. It's all being operated by AAT Kings under its newly promoted CEO, Matt Cameron-Smith. 
Uh, what's interesting about it is that rather than just being branded as AAT Kings, uh, the other travel corporation brands that are sold locally, including Trafalgar, Insight Vacations and Contiki, I believe, will all offer new local programs operated by the scenes by AAT, but with the various brand standards and principles that customers are used to. It's great news because it means those travellers could be getting on the road sooner rather than later. And, uh, you know, they might be able to scratch the travel itch this year and also support some of those hard hit local tourism operators. It's a great move and really excellent to see some positivity in these bleak times. Today's episode of News on the Fly is brought to you by Travel and Cruise Weekly. Travel and Cruise Weekly is Travel Daily's consumer publication, which showcases trips and destinations around the world. In response to the corona crisis, Travel and Cruise Weekly is now producing a weekly e-mag called Keep Dreaming to inspire and engage your clients to keep their travel dreams alive. The weekly magazine is filled with stunning photos, compelling features and entertaining puzzles. Check out the latest edition at travelandcruiseweekly.com.au and don't miss the agent toolkit designed to help you spread the word found at traveldaily.com.au under the agent zone. So there also seemed to be a fair bit of cruise news around this week. Any word on when things might start to return to normal there? There's unfortunately nothing firm about return to cruising, and I think that the cruise lines are all now recognising that this COVID-19 downturn is really going to be a very long, hard road. Uh, This week, we've seen a couple of big operators raise money to help tide them over, more than $3 billion for Royal Caribbean and $750 million for Viking. And that followed last week, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line raised a couple of billion dollars. So that should help to keep them all afloat, haha, over the coming year. There's also the start of some big news coming out of the other major player, Carnival Corporation, with the company announcing the sudden departure of the heads of both Holland America Line and Seabourne. Details are still gradually emerging, but I'm expecting that it's part of a wider restructure at Carnival. And amid all of this uncertainty, is there anything individuals can do to help out? Well, interestingly, this week, Clear announced a new Cruise Champions training module for travel agents, part of their wider efforts to train the industry. Um, This particular module helps agents to gain knowledge about the true situation of the cruise industry in terms of health and safety, environmental considerations, employment, just aiming to counter some of those misconceptions that have been circulated in those negative stories. I think it's definitely worth equipping ourselves with the truth. As Clear CEO Joel Katz said last week, we really need to have a united voice to counter all the negativity. It's really just good to be informed about you know all of these rumours that swirl around. And there's also lots of other training opportunities around. Uh, this week, Viking Cruises and also Regent 7 Seas both announced some interesting new things. Viking's starting doing training via email, a weekly email update uh, to help agents educate themselves about its amazing new expedition product, which is going to cruise in Antarctica and the Arctic and also America's Great Lakes. And Lisa Powell from Regent 7 Seas also showcased an initiative called Regent Forward, which aims to help agents stay focused and continue marketing to their customers through these tough times. That all sounds great. I definitely need to check those out. And now, here is the moment that you've all been waiting for, this week's International Donut Day poems presented by Jenny Piper. Thanks so much, everyone, for sending in your little poems and ditties for our International Donut Day competition. We've had so many entries this week, it was very hard to choose what to feature on the podcast. So we've just got a few short little ones for you for this week. So this first one comes from Rod Warner at Clean Crozing. 
little and round, speckled or iced. Who doesn't like cinnamon spiced? Jam-filled or chocolate glazed, many a fan is unfazed. But however you like them, no matter how it is cut, I dare you to say no when offered a doughnut. And then we've got a nice little one from Dallas Newton at Vox Tours. Do not blame my little dog. It's not his fault at all. Someone left a chocolate doughnut lying in the hall. And finally, from Georgia Booth at Destination New South Wales. I love a cinnamon doughnut. I know I should refrain, but the pillowy, plumpy Taurus often calls my name. Chocolate dipped in firm or filled with sticky jam. I seek this sugary pastry. I'd steal it from a pram. Thanks for all those who have entered our International Donut Day Donut Ditty and Poem Competition. Keep sending your entries into donuts at traveldaily.com.au. And don't forget about meatballs as well. Travel the world with mince and meatballs. We're still featuring recipes in Travel Daily and Travel and Cruise Weekly. And you can send your recipes to meatballs at traveldaily.com.au. Well, thanks for listening. Keep up to date with your daily newsletters from Travel Daily and Cruise Weekly. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for your weekly run through of all the latest travel industry news. We'll be back next week with more news on the fly.